Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to another episode of A Better Way podcast. Today you have Courtney here, and I am so excited to be joined by our guest, Ashley Langer. Um, She has magical powers in networking, which I think is something that is really, really important to our audience. So I'm so excited to be able to share all of her knowledge with you today. Um, Just a little bit of background about Ashley. She's the founder of Business Socialistas, which is a community of female entrepreneurs empowering one another to grow successful businesses, specifically through education, inspiration, and connection. Um, Ashley has over 15 years experience in event planning and marketing, um, which allows her to leverage the power of networking to help the women she works with create powerful business connections and access critical resources, um, which is really, really important to help their businesses grow. Uh, Ashley's also a wife and mom to two young girls. So welcome, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, we're so excited to have you on. Before I hit record for our listeners, I was telling Ashley, we haven't actually done an episode about networking yet, which is funny because I feel like that's kind of business 101. And clearly we've uh, been avoiding that topic for whatever subconscious reason. Um, so it's about time we finally covered it on today's podcast. So um, before we jump in, just want to hand it over to you, Ashley. Um, if anyone is not yet familiar with you, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to um, create Business Socialistas. Sure. Um, my name is Ashley Langer. I live in Fairfield, Connecticut, and um, I moved here a little over a year ago. And when I moved, I... Um, wanted to start my own business, a coaching business, actually. And in doing so, I felt like I didn't know where to start. I didn't have any friends that were entrepreneurs and I felt really lost and lonely. And so I kind of like took to Instagram and I thought, let me start building this community of women um, who can connect and kind of help each other. And I have a background in event planning and networking and marketing. And I kind of thought, but let me just like play on Instagram. It was like the depth of the pandemic. I had like a little baby at home. I was like, let's just see what happens. And it just took off like on Instagram. It just totally took off. And no one was, I think networking also to your point of like people kind of avoid networking, networking over time became so stale. It was Mm -hmm. like one of these boring things you do where you sit down with a bagel and a coffee, you get stuck to the same person. You have to like cultivate this awkward conversation. What if you don't like them? Like, what are you going to do? And so I wanted to like totally throw a fun spin on it and just make it like almost like a girl's night out. But here we are networking. So um, I started the Instagram page. I started planning events and everyone was just so excited to be a part of it. And they still are. And the community, we can all use more mom night outs too. So I love that it's like business and fun at the same time. Well, exactly. You're kind of like checking all the boxes. Cause like, you know, as like busy moms, we're only like, we're doing 10 things at once all the time. And so I'd like to think you're kind of like 
going out, having a good time, but you're also hopefully aiding your business and also your personal life because Mm -hmm. so many people made like genuine friendships, not just business connections, but also friendships. So, um, so I started doing that. And then, um, I, after doing networking events, I kind of found that as like, like a little, like, it wasn't a selfless ploy to start now doing workshops where it's like getting women actual resources. So not just like connecting women to each other, but connecting them to the things that they actually need to help grow their business. Mm-hmm. So that also became like part of my passion is just getting everyone like all the resources that they need to, to do what they need to do. That's amazing. And just one quick question specific yeah. to business socially says, are, yeah. so are you planning events that are local in the Connecticut area or do you yeah. do like, um, online or virtual networking too? Ooh. So I only do in person right now. Yep. Um, I'm just kind of over honestly the online space. So I really focus on in-person connections a lot. You know, I do a lot on Instagram and I like, I would consider myself like a maven in terms of just like connecting on social, but my real heart and soul is in person. No, I love it. So it's, I actually joined, um, the chamber of commerce in the town that I live in a month ago and they have some events coming up and I was like, I need to go. I'm not sure that actually anyone there is necessarily like a target audience, but that's not necessarily why I'm going. I'm going to just meet other small and medium sized business owners in the area, um, and build some relationships. And, um, something that I love though, about what you're doing, um, and we're about probably an hour and a half, almost two hours away from each other. So maybe I can make it down to a business socialist event, but something that I love that's so specific to you is Um, the fact that you're getting moms who are business owners in the room together. And I say that because one of the reasons Danielle and I founded the podcast is it's kind of a special breed of person. Um, not saying that you can't connect with other people, but connecting with other business owners is one thing, but then connecting with other moms who have likely young kids at home that are building a business while they have kids hanging off of themselves, uh, off of their, you know, arms, it's just different. And that's one of the things that I think has been so interesting in my like entrepreneurial pursuit is it's no one can understand it unless you've been through it or unless you're going through it. So I think what you've built is really incredible. Um, one of the things I'd like to just jump into and get your perspective on right away is, um, I think so many of us know networking can be powerful. Um, but we avoid it for some reason, whether it's because we feel like we don't have time, whether it's because we're self-conscious, whether it's because of the stigma, like you said, like it's just stale and boring and you're going to get stuck with someone and not have a connection. It's going to be awkward, almost like, you know, speed dating or like a, a, a blind first date. Um, but that said, um, you've seen the power of it and the influence it's had over people's businesses. So if anyone is listening to this and is like, I'm not really sure, what would you tell someone as to like why they should be networking and what the possibility is for their business if they do? God, well, the possibilities are limitless. And what I always say is it only takes like one person to really drastically change your life. And, you know, And also all of these people that you meet and you're networking with and connecting with, you just never know what's going to happen. And it may not happen immediately. It may happen down the line. And it's not just about um, immediate, like, I think also people think like, well, I'm networking, but nothing really comes of it. um, Because you're not getting like immediate satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But it really sometimes takes time and it comes back to you. Yeah, I think it's a long-term investment. And I think the power behind it is... Um, all, 
in networking, you're really building that no like trust factor that it takes for your business in order for people to want to get involved and buy from you or work with you on some level. And in networking, you're really doing that in a personal way by getting out there and talking to people and being vulnerable and being authentic. People are going to like you, trust you, get to know you and want to do business with you, which is ultimately what you hope for. Or they're going to refer you, right? Like maybe that person you're talking to isn't your exact customer, but her best friend is or her mother-in-law is or, you know, depending on what field you're in, you just you just never really know. Yeah, um, that brings up actually a really good point. So, well, interestingly enough, so I'm in a service-based business. I run a brand and marketing agency and it's... I would say at this point, entirely referral-based, knock on wood. Um, a lot of my existing clients refer me to other clients, which is great. That said, I want to build out other avenues in which I'm creating connections and creating leads. But it made me think, hmm, I wonder, is there a difference in networking if you're a service-based business for versus a product-based business? And I'm thinking, not necessarily, but I asked that question because normally I'd say, if you're a service-based business, you should actually be networking because you are the product essentially. But yeah, I have yeah. some clients who run like food product businesses and they're out networking all the time at events. And it's amazing to see the connections that were made six months ago at an event that turn into an affiliate that all of a sudden is like yeah. an all-star, like, um, and, and driving sales or, um, that they have a summit that we can participate in or sponsor that brings us into front of a new audience. So do you have any perspective based on the women you've worked with in terms of creating business connections? Um, if you're a product-based business versus a service-based business, cause I know our listeners are a mix of both. I really think it's the same. Um, <laughs> I think that you ultimately, they're buying from you either way, and you're able to, to talk about your product in person. And I don't think it really, I don't think it matters if you're service or product base. I think that, and if they're going to buy your product, they're going to buy the product because they like you because they trust you. They trust that you're putting out the product that they want, that that's going to solve their problem. That's going to make them happier, whatever it is. So I think either way, it, it's equally important to network and um, and the collaborations that can come from it are just endless in terms of exposure and, and growing, getting out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I have a client that I've worked with. Um, they're a personal brand, meaning I help them build their personal brand. And then they have a service-based business that they, we've done some tangential stuff on. Um, and he reaches out to me often and he's like, okay, when I'm networking, what should I say? And it's so, I actually have another client who's asked me the same type of questions. And I have to laugh sometimes because so many people get anxious about it before. And understandably, Absolutely. like sometimes I do too, too. So people try to script it and they try to control it. But I realized like networking cannot be scripted or controlled that the best networking is probably entirely organic, at least in my experience. Yeah. And I see my clients feel like they have to maximize every opportunity. And it goes back to what you were saying, like, no, it's a long-term investment. And do you have any tips for someone who is a little bit anxious and maybe that's, what's preventing them from getting out there? I know you coach women, right. In this, yes. so I don't know yes. if that's like a, an, you know, imposter syndrome or an anxiety that a lot of people have that you coach them through, but I'm thinking a lot of people can relate to that. I do think um, something very important with networking is having your elevator pitch down, 
having mm-hmm. that, it doesn't even have to be a full sentence. I tell people, you know what I mean? Just like a quick blurb about what you do, because you don't want to have a conversation with someone and tangent or get nervous and feel unprepared in the moment. So really knowing your elevator pitch that way, after your conversation is done, they're going to walk away knowing exactly what you do. You don't want them to be confused because you really, you know, you may only have like a few sentences of conversation in there. So I would say like in terms of confidence, like the number one thing is just being prepared. And by being prepared, it's just like having an elevator pitch. And I have like a little like, um, like recipe for creating your elevator pitch. Oh, awesome. But um, it's something that's really helpful in terms of like not being nervous to be able to confidently, confidently speak about what it is you do and who you serve. Um, will really, really alleviate that problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, is that something that people can access? Should I, is that something that I can link in the show notes, the recipe that you shared? Yeah. I don't have it linkable, but um, I can, if anyone wants to DM me, I'm happy to give it okay. to them. Cool. Yeah. No worries. And actually one side note on that, I'd love your thoughts on this. Um, sometimes when I work with my, so I have the brand strategy and content strategy lens, and I do a lot of copywriting with clients. And so something I oftentimes help clients with on their web copy and in some of their sales collateral is to take their message from this is what I do to instead, this is how I help you, or this is how I can help people. And so I've also talked to clients about doing that on their elevator pitch, or I work with some clients who pitch podcasts. And I'd love your thoughts on that because, um, I think too, people get so caught up and they're so nervous about themselves that I'm assuming part of your elevator pitch um, formula is also like distilling it to what do they need to know and how can you help them as opposed to, so I'm going to use this as an example. And it's probably not super relevant to our audience, but it's the first thing that's coming to mind. I happen. And he's probably not listening to this podcast. I can will, I'm willing to bet he's not at all. Um, cause he's not a mompreneur, but he is someone who works in the, um, finance and analytics space. And he started calling himself an analytical CFO. Um, but that, term doesn't exist. He kind of made it up and he's been using it everywhere. And I said, well, don't tell people you're an analytical CFO. Cause if you Google it, it doesn't exist on Google. Nobody knows what it is. Instead talk sure. about what problems they have and how you can help solve them. So do you yeah. have any tips about that for the elevator pitch? And when people are chatting or talking about what they do, how to structure it in a way that resonates with their audience? Because if you tell someone you're an accountant, they may have a vague understanding of what you do. But if you tell people, I help people, you know, prepare their taxes in two hours or less and avoid yes. uh, audits. That's going to be much more meaningful to the person that they're chatting with. And that's going to stick in their head. Like, Oh, I know a guy, or I know a girl that can help you with this because of the way yeah. you presented it. Yeah. I think it's important to um, name your niche. So like I help 20 year old or millennial female entrepreneurs, let's say, um, connect and you want in your elevator pitch, you want to say the problem that you're solving and also the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So like I help uh, millennial entrepreneurs um, connect with women so they can grow their business and um, feel better on the other side, right? Like you want, you want to have your elevator pitch, name the pro name your niche, name the problem that they're solving and also the outcome, because it's like part of sales is like, kind of just like seeing the other side. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. That's good. Problem solution and outcome. Okay. That I, that's a good little reminder for everybody. And then 
So you do your elevator pitch, you get to chatting with someone, say you like create a connection and it's going well. It's like, it's like a date when you're like, I think this is promising. Maybe there'll be a second date. Is there like a follow-up after, you know, you meet someone at a networking event that you should do? Like, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I always suggest a follow-up, especially if you've like really connected with someone. Um, And in in the follow-up, like I suggest like a recap, kind of like touch base on like the touch points of your conversation, something you connected on and make a suggestion of how you can collaborate or work together in the future. Um, And then just keep in touch. Like that's the biggest part is just kind of like kind of staying in front of everyone, you know, maybe you make a list of like some key people that you've met over time that you'd love to work with in the future. And you just check in with them once a month or, you know, say hi. Yeah. I love it. And it takes some of the pressure off too. Like it doesn't need to have a result right away. And I personally, I tend to not be great with the follow through, but then people who are good with the follow through and follow up with me, it's almost like getting a letter in the mail. Like when I get an unexpected email from someone who's like checking with me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they remembered me. That's so sweet. That feels so good. So it actually like, just by sending a quick note, you're probably making somebody else's day. Listen, and so much of it is about in connection specifically, um, is a lot about a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling connected to someone and seen by someone, heard by someone, you're following up, someone's interested in you. Like that is a great, you're making them feel so good. And they're gonna want to gravitate towards you because you're making them feel so good. And that's a huge part actually of networking is um you want to be able to confidently convey what you're doing, but you also want to listen to the person you're talking to, um, Mm -hmm. which also alleviates some of the stress that you may have going into a networking situation um, because you want to also understand and hear what someone else is doing to kind of feel how they can help you. And also you want to make them feel seen and heard and kind of, you never know how you'll connect and you're you're not going to connect unless you know what they're doing, what they're up to and who they are too. Um, so that's also a really important thing. The other thing I want to mention um, about networking is networking feels like you have to be in a specific place and zone in order to network. But I want to encourage everyone to network with the people they interact with on their day, day-to-day lives, like the moms that pick up, the nurse in the doctor's wait room, um, just like casual people you meet. It's always such a great way to cultivate conversation because people are like, oh, tell me more. Um, but also like no one can actually, you can't get referrals if they don't actually know what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the other thing. I don't know if I'm going off here, but no, um, I love that. I was going to just say like, I, so one of the clients I work with, um, one of my retainer clients, I was interviewing, they have a, um, functional nutrition certification program. So I was interviewing one of their alums, um, probably two weeks ago now. And we were talking about how she built her business. And she went from being, um, a sales manager at RX bars. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the RX bars, like minimal ingredients, like, um, kind of like a nutrition bar. And, um, went to go transition into being a full-time functional nutritionist. And she's like, you know, those first six months, people would ask me what I did. And I tell them I was in sales. She's like, but my goal was to actually be a functional nutritionist. And I, something clicked that was like, if I don't ever tell people, if I don't lead with my side hustle, my side hustle will never be my career. So she then talked about how she tells everybody. She's like, I told my hairdresser, I told my body worker, I told the person who was giving my car an oil change. I told the person at the, like, she's like, literally the people at the Trader Joe's checkout line have my like business card and remember me now. And I think she's a great example of like, you never know. And I'm trying to keep that in mind. 
but it can feel like, I don't know. I think some people are just better at naturally bringing it up in conversation. Do you have any tips? Like if you're not in a networking, a quote unquote networking situation or what is, you know, organized as a networking situation, like how do you go about bringing that up? Um, do you have any tips or? Yeah. Um, one of the things is like, a lot of moms will like talk about what you're up to today. Like, oh yeah, I have a phone call for my side hustle or um, something like just casually mentioning that like you have something going on or like, oh, I have to run after this. I, you know, my business socialistas event is tonight and oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. Like, I feel like you can just mention it casually like that. Another thing is like, you know, start, people should start, a lot of people use their personal emails a lot, but if you use your business email and it comes into someone's inbox when you're emailing them, they're kind of like, oh, what, like, what's this business? Like, that's like a little, Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't want to like flood your, you know, your work email with like personal stuff. But if you strategically use that, sometimes that's like a low key way of networking and getting a little bit more word out about your business. Um, Cause people are like curious. It's so true. Like click the link in the, in the, in the e-signature, like. Exactly. Exactly. If I see someone with like a different domain than Gmail or Yahoo, I automatically Google it. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder what this is. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Just like little, little drops, you know, you just never really. Yeah. So actually really silly question, knowing that like your events are in person. And I'm, as I'm thinking of that interview with the, um, alum that I did for my client, she was like, yeah, I give my business card to everyone. And I'm like, that's funny. You just started your business two years ago and you have business cards. Like do people still have business cards? Do people use business cards? Okay. <laughs> um, I, haven't... I have business cards. I think okay. you know, business cards have actually gotten a lot more fun over time. Also, I have like these cute square ones um, that are like almost plasticky material. But yeah, people still do business cards. Um, I like business cards. I'm like a paper person. I also love stationery. I, um, I just happen to really be into that. But the other thing that like at my networking events that we do is we have everyone exchange QR codes. Oh, um, that's Which I think might be a more modern thing now um, to do QR codes that way. So if you don't have a business card, like have no fear, like you could always just like follow each other. And I always try to really um, encourage supporting each other on social media and cheering each other on and compliments and because that stuff it. goes a long way. Again, it's a feeling, right? Yeah. So if if someone's looking to get started in networking? Like, where would you recommend the first place they look? Like, obviously, if you're in the Connecticut and New York area, would you say New York too? Um, business socially? I get a lot of New York and like a lot of Westchester. Yep. Yeah. So they can definitely check business socialistas out. Are there other resources for people in other parts of the country that you know of that might be a good place for mompreneurs to start if they want to branch out a little bit, whether it's just like, their local chamber of commerce. Um, I don't know if mom, I don't know. I'm not sure if there's anything locally everywhere that people can take advantage of or where they should look. I'm really not sure either, honestly. Um, but if anyone wants help starting their own community, they can reach out to me. But I think, yeah, I think, um, you know, one place to network are these Facebook groups. Um, a lot of them don't love selling, mm-hmm. but there's no rule against, you know, mentioning what you're doing. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be salesy, but kind of mentioning what you're doing. But I think you can search Eventbrite. 
I get a lot of people who come to my events because they just are on Eventbrite and they search networking and the mm -hmm. options are so limited. Um, you can also like search networking in um, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, that's probably a good sign that like what you've created is so unique. And if other people want to create it in their area to get in touch with you. Now, yeah. I know you do coaching. Do you yeah. coach women on building their own communities or do you coach people yeah. on networking or both? So I coach people on networking. So just like more like preparing them to go into a networking situation. Um, and that, you know, like the art of the conversation, perfecting their elevator pitch, confidence, um, all those type of things. And then I do help women build communities for their own businesses, kind of like working off the idea that building the no like trust factor will then in turn sales mm -hmm. and, um, you know, building a community and having feeling attached to your brand, um, outside of just branding, but actually like physically building the community is really powerful in terms of like catapulting businesses. So I do that. And then I help with events. Um, I've been in event planning for 15 years, so I'll consult, um, with different women on hosting an event, planning and hosting an event for, for their business. Cause then also, create huge visibility. So mm -hmm. awesome. Um, when you talked about communities, like using communities and building them to support your business, can you talk a little bit more? Like the first thing that comes to mind is Facebook groups. Like I feel like so many people build like Facebook groups as community, but I'm thinking there's gotta be something else out there. So are there examples of like clients of yours or ways you've built different communities outside of the in-person events that have helped businesses grow, just trying to get the creative juices flowing for someone who's like, Oh, I kind of think I need that or want that. But what exactly is that? What does that look like? Yeah, I think it's really, um, a connection. And one of the things that I really work off of is Instagram. It's just mm -hmm. like helping someone, you know, create content, um, that is applicable. And what you really want is you in building a community, it's really off of feeling. So it's like making someone feel like you're in their head, like you're solving all their problems. You're in their head. Um, you know how, sorry. Um, all those things like defining a, a brand voice, creating buzz around your business, um, helping with like sales strategy a little bit. Um, and with that, with those feelings that come around your business, will equate sales. But I think that one of the things that we, to do that is really kind of, um, tapping into the values of your customer and your own personal values and getting really clear on that and interpreting that. And, you know, the people will come. <laughs> yeah. And I'm assuming like, I'm a big fan of market research and doing market research with your either current or prospective audiences to inform any of your marketing activities, because like, once you know their pain points, once you know their desires, then yeah. it makes everything that much easier and that much more effective. Um, but I'm assuming that community like can really serve two purposes. You're building it to build awareness of your business, but it's probably a constant source of market research and getting yeah. to know your customer better. Um, I think that's helpful that you mentioned too, like, cause when I think of community, I think of like some type of, um, defined container, but yeah. knowing that you can build it through a platform like Instagram and not necessarily have a dedicated group or a dedicated, like, yes, you have your account, but you don't have a dedicated like page or, um, a membership. A lot of people yes. are like, well, are you going to have a membership? And I'm like, no, um, I don't, th I don't think I want to charge people for 
connecting them um, right now anyways. Um, but I think that bringing people together on, you know, I do a lot of that on Instagram and in in-person events, um, but bringing people together is such like an organic, beautiful thing mm-hmm. that it, it just, it just, it just cultivates so much more than just, than just like sales. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know? always been like, the connector type? Like, are you also the party planner outside of like business? Oh, yeah. life where- <laughs> I am like super type A. I'm a planaholic. I always say, um, I'm, I'm that person. Like I'm always planning the next girl's night, the next vacation, the next everything. Like always I planned my own wedding. Like I'm just, I'm just that girl. <laughs> That's great. I, um, I was at a bachelorette party this past weekend, I actually, I'm leaving for a wedding tomorrow. It's my best friend's wedding. And, um, it was the first bachelor party I've been to in like three or four years because of everything. And this is going to be the first wedding I've been to in a while. Um, not to mention, we, I feel like we've been pretty sheltered. So it was really my first weekend away in two years. And since having my second child, um, and I was just like, oh gosh, I miss this. But at the same time, I don't miss all the planning. Cause as a mom, it's a little bit more complicated, which actually this brings up a good question, bringing it back to our audience and moms is, It can feel like as a mom, you never have the time or the energy to give any more of yourself to, you know, anything other than your kids or what's bringing in your income. Um, So is there anything, any special considerations or like tips or tricks that you have for moms to make this, you know, networking and community building um, part of their life and make it work for them around their schedules and just kind of around the lifestyle that we live as mompreneurs? Yeah. Um, one of the things is what I mentioned before, like networking doesn't have to be like a, a separate event. It can be the moms at the pickup. It can be, you know, a woman you're speaking to on the playground. It can are, you know, for, for me, I think the best way to network is kind of to do it with the people that you interact with regularly, because guaranteed they probably don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are already your people. Um, and also kind of just like a fun thought, maybe a side note here is I feel like we're stronger together. And in motherhood, there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about a village mm-hmm. and you're always kind of like, I'm waiting for the village to show yes. up. Yes. Danielle and I talk about it all the time. We're like, where is our goddamn village? Where's where the is damn it? village? But the village actually is really your friends, right? Yep. Like, what I've learned is like the village is really your friends. It's the mom on the playground. It's all these like people, the doctor, the, you know what I mean? Like the the woman at the gymnastics place, like those are my village, like personally. And I feel like networking is kind of the same way where it's like, you're kind of building your village for your business. Um, and the people that are going to support you, they're going to cheer you on. They're going to, you're going to bounce ideas off of them. You're going to, you know, same thing with motherhood. You're like, Oh God, this kid has a rash. Like, what am I going to do? You know, sometimes like you send pictures to your friends before you even send it to the doctor. Cause it's just like, we all know, right? But same thing with business is, is um, you know, we're all going through it. It's all a little different. Nothing's exactly the same. No business is the same. No baby's the same. Um, but you're stronger together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's so great to kind of like have people to, to bounce ideas off of and support each other and have your own like business village or tribe. Yeah. I think it's so important. You mentioned just like bounce ideas off of each other because Something people, the, our listeners have heard me say this a million times on the podcast. So I apologize to anyone who's listening and has listened to past episodes. But when I became an entrepreneur, the thing I didn't realize is I was going to have to work on myself and my mindset more than 
any yeah. other part of my business, right? It every day is a challenge of, oh, geez, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Am I servicing my clients? Am I making the right hires? Am I investing my resources appropriately? And I have invested a lot in business coaches, but so often I'm like, I just wish I could just text someone right now and be like, what do you think about this? And I have some people, but they're slightly different and they're not necessarily in the same role or capacity as I am. So I don't always feel like I can reach out to them. So that's a reminder to me, like networking. And I think for our listeners too, networking, isn't just about getting something, meaning sales or a client or a connection. It could literally just be a confidant that you can text and be like, can I just run this by you? Like, am I creepy or have you ever faced this? I think that's so important because this is nothing against coaches I have invested heavily in coaches, but there's been so many times where I'm like, I don't want to pay $600 to ask one question. I just have a quick question and I would just feel much better. Like I'd be able to sleep better at night tonight. If I could just have someone tell me you're freaking crazy or no, you're on the right track or I've been through that too. So I think that that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's like a priceless, a priceless. It is. It absolutely is. Cause you know, if you were in a corporate job, you'd have a coworker you could run things by, right? Like you'd have a boss, you'd have a coworker, you'd have some type of lifeline where you can phone a friend. Um, and I think it's so important that we have that in entrepreneurship too. So great. Yeah. So, um, Ashley, before we break, um, I wanted to just ask you something we ask all of our guests is if you were to share a better way with fellow mompreneurs based on your own experience, what would it be and why that can be, you know, what did, what do you wish you knew a long time ago when you started your business that, you know, now that you would be willing to share with other mompreneurs to make their journey a little bit, um, a little bit easier. Sure. I would say, um, just get out there. Um, just get out there, talk to people, practice that elevator pitch, practice it in motion. Um, I I think we've all felt nervous around that and hesitant Mm -hmm. and um, you know, your business isn't going to grow until you start acting in it and start actually practicing it. Um, So just get out there. And I think the best way to do that, like I mentioned a few times is just starting like right where you are with the people around you and it will slowly evolve from there. The, The more you practice, the more confident you'll become. Mm-hmm. I think that's such good advice because I'm pretty sure all of us listening, including me in this room have been like dragging my feet down a little bit. So we're just going <laughs> to get out there. We're going to do this. Do uh, it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of your time. Um, now if folks want to connect with you, as I, I think a lot of our listeners will want to coming out of today's episode, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at business.socialistas. Um, or on my website, which is business-socialistas. Awesome. Well, I will add that to the show notes. Um, And thank you again for coming on. I know I'm going to definitely check out, maybe I can make a road trip with Danielle sometime to a business socialist, but I'm going to check out the live events, especially now that it's getting nice out in spring and summer. Um, I don't know if you have any ones coming up, but I'll definitely look into that. Um, And yeah, we can't wait to continue to follow your journey and appreciate you sharing this wealth of knowledge with our audience. Oh, thank you so very much for having me. And I definitely hope to connect with you again soon. Absolutely. Well, thanks. And we will catch you guys on the next episode of a better way podcast.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends. Mom friends.